career. Um, that was uh, that had floods um, last week, which will call upon everybody, um, including ourselves, to to pray for the province because um, it was unrest now the other day, and now we are facing the the floods um, in that particular province. And as a sector, we are also affected, particularly as a committee, because there are many schools that have been affected. Um, the last report we got, it is about 400 schools, if I'm not mistaken, um, that have been affected by the, by the floods. Um, in that particular province. So we are, we are faced with that challenge as a country. And uh, it's a challenge that needs to put our heads together. Because also as a country, we do not have um, money, you know, to, to always um, try to fix um, these challenges, which are natural um, challenges that nobody can do nothing about. So in that, in, that, in that way, I am hopeful that we have, um, we had a very um, good um, long weekend, which was Easter weekend. We, had, we at least we touched base with our Lord. We went to church. I hope that we managed to do that, uh, many of us. I miss the weather challenges as well that we have that we have faced. In our agenda, we are having apologies, and then we are going to have the strategy plan, um, which will be presented by the committee, um, the content advisor of the committee, and then we are going to have. Um, yeah, we are having the 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 the, 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 the strike plan, and then we are going to deliberate on it as the as the as the committee, and then um, we are going to deal with the with the minutes of the previous meeting. We are going to have the report, um, which is the. The, the, the vote 16, and then the third quarterly report, and then of course the, the minutes of the 29th of March that we need to we need to adopt. I hope and trust that we will be able to still proceed and continue as the number that we have started, or probably other members will be able to join us because of load shedding issues. But be that as it may, um, do we have apologies, um, Llewellyn? Chairperson, I have received an apology from Dr. Timber Choir, who is in the Health Committee currently. Uh, also, a correspondence from both the Minister and Deputy Minister's Office, uh, who also have uh, other commitments this morning. Uh, they won't be able to be with us. I do know that uh, Mr. Mahada is, is with us, Chairperson. Thank you. All right. No, it's fine then. That is the, those are the apologies. Members, as I've outlined the, the agenda, can I note hands for the adoption of the agenda? 
Chairperson. Yes, Principal. I rise to move that this agenda be adopted as a guiding light to this important meeting. Your network is good in the Bundus. Thank you, Principal. Any second? <laughs> <laughs> Any second? Chair, I rise to second. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for the secondment of the of the agenda. Um, can we hand over then to Suspos? Okay, Chair. Warmest greetings, honourable members, uh, my colleagues, the support staff team, the stakeholders present here. I greet you all. And I'd like to thank the opportunity being provided to us to present the draft um, plan, which focuses on the priorities that the portfolio committee needs to focus on. Uh, Chairperson, I'd like to first and foremost share the screen so that people can see where we're at. <clears throat> can everybody see? Yes, I, I can. Thank you, Chair. Um, the presentation outline is going to look at the purpose and the introduction of the committee, the planning and policy priorities context, sectors within the committee, recording in progress, main issues within the sectors and policy priorities. We'll also review the portfolio committee activities of the last financial year, which is 2021-22. These to be prioritized and legislation targeted strategies that will be applied to enhance public involvement, as well as strategies to cooperate and collaborate with other spheres of government. International participation or bilateral agreements to be prioritized. And at the end, we look at the framework of committee annual plan identified for the year 2022-23. We had hoped that at this meeting, we'll be able to present also the committee budget, but I want to comment that Maybe in the next session, we'll try to look into that because this one is just an initial discussion and an initial engagement. <clears throat> Honorable members, we utilize this picture to remind ourselves that uh, the portfolio committee referred to here is a portfolio committee on basic education. The pic reminds us of the rooms, the committee rooms where committee meetings work and where the committees play their role. And noting that one of the core critical functions of the committees is to play a critical role, an oversight role to monitor the performance of progress of executive towards achievement of set goals. Now, if we're looking at the purpose of this presentation, honorable members, we are three years now midstream towards 2024. Therefore, it becomes important that members get an opportunity to reflect, interact, and ensure that come 2024, when we look at the legacy project of this portfolio committee, we look at it from a plan, what was planned by the committee, what was achieved by the committee, and how far have you achieved what was planned. So it's important that we, we provide this opportunity. Also, this process is about engaging on the annual performance plan of 2022-23 and 23-24. Why are we doing this? Parliament has strategic objectives. And those strategic objectives, the 
committees are often referred to then as the engine room of parliament, whereby they play an important role to ensure that the sector policy priorities are in place and that the committees play a role to ensure that there's implementation. Now, we can only implement and make a monitoring role when the committee itself has developed its own step plan and the annual performance plan. Noting that this committee started in 2019 and now we're in 2022, it becomes fundamental and critical that we reflect now on the 2019, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 in an initial discussion. And after the initial discussion, we will revise this presentation to ensure that now we provide the committee with a full revised final plan, which we can say and present as the report of the state plan of this committee since 2019 to 2024. <clears throat> Starting with the policy priorities, for, for the planning session to take effect, you don't just plan from anywhere else. The planning is aligned first and foremost from global perspective, which is the SDG goals. SDG goal number four alludes to goal number four, which impacts on quality education. The AU agenda 2063 also alludes to education. So when the planning, we take the SDG goal, we take the AU agenda 2063, we also reflect on the subject master plan, <coughs> as well as our own national development plan, which is the NTP. NTP states that come 2030, South Africans should have access to education and training of the highest quality, characterized by improved learning outcomes. We have now seven years to reach this NDP course. Therefore, much progress is required, and it means that the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education should ensure that its planning touches and is aligned with the policy priorities from global, continental, regional, national, as well as at local level. Now, within the medium term strategic framework, a document which was produced in 2020, that document allows also planning priorities which must take effect when you look at policies for the basic education sector. The president has in the past years and this current year also outlined priorities for the education sector and the departmental state plan as well as parliament plan also alludes to that, including the annual performance plan. Coming to the issue of input and outputs, the committee therefore have to also look at the MTSF of 2019-24 to ensure that the priorities that we also outline are aligned with the MTSF 2019-24. And in doing so, we are working towards the outcome, a desired outcome that says we need an education system that is of highest quality standard and that gives the youth, the children, quality access to education. Those desired outcomes are also, honorable members, outlined in the MTSF document. However, what is important also as a committee is to say, over the next five years or over these five years of 2019 to 2024, the monitoring, the tracking and evaluation takes place and that role is then the role of this portfolio committee. On the next slide, we have outlined the MTSF seven priorities. These medium-term strategic framework priorities also emanate from the NTP. But for the purpose of this presentation and this committee, we don't focus on all of them. 
we focus on priority number three. And this is the reason why. Number three is aligned with the basic education sector. Therefore, the portfolio committee needs to plan to ensure that the executive makes tangible progress in supporting the realization of a transformative NDP vision 2030. The MTSF has set indicators and targets that will inform the program of action. And then the portfolio committee of basic education therefore needs to monitor these. For the purpose of this presentation and this session, we are not going to look at the set indicators and the set targets. We'll look into that at the next session. But for now, what was important was looking at the priorities. I hope that is clear. Looking at priority three, which is education and skills, there's a bold statement there which says, a better education outcomes are critical for skills, innovation, social and economic development. Why that statement is there? That statement emphasizes the fact that with priority number three, South Africa must focus on developing the capabilities from ECD up to post-school education so that when the learners start their foundation learning in SED, they live to have got and attained the required and the requisite skills. The key outcomes, therefore, are access to early childhood development, more children in foundation phase and 10 year olds being able to read for meaning, the youth being better prepared for study so that they may contribute to the social economic development of our country and improve school infrastructure and teaching environment. Honorable members, you may have noted when you went out on oversight, the condition of the infrastructure and how for a long time our country has struggled with school infrastructure. Therefore, these outcomes indicate that some of the work of this portfolio committee when we go out is to ensure that what was stated in the document of the MTSF, as well as the outcomes and the objectives of parliament of saying, go and oversight and strengthen the capacity we ensure that we look into that. Did the executive do this? Key interventions which are outlined include the migration of preschool or the ECD to DBE. This comes back as far back as 2019 in this document. It doesn't come from anywhere else, but it is a planned document. It also alludes to school readiness assessment operating operational, the introduction of a new systemic evaluation, and a three-stream curricular model rolled out by 2024. You'll remember in some of the meetings that the DG and DPE referred to the treatment model. So the portfolio committee now must see to it that it is taking place, it is being implemented. The redesign of the second chance matric program. If my mind takes me well, in the past, the targets were about 35 or 30,000, but now the MTSF says 60,000 learners must be given a chance for second chance matric. Because why? Some of the learners could not attain their NSC. And therefore, if we're being incremental, it says that we're increasing access uh, to education, even to those who could not attain their um, education. Also, the DPE needs to collaborate with partners to ensure 80% school connectivity. That's, what, that, that's how I can um, highlight the MTSF in summary that impacts on the education sector. Now, looking at the sectors within the committee, we have the basic education sector with a budget of 29.6 billion. Says with a budget of 112.438 million. Umalusi with a budget of 9.1 billion. I will leave out the says because I have um, learned that says, I mean, ELRC is no longer an entity. So it's the DPE, 
says in Malusi, being the sectors within the portfolio committee of, of basic education. <clears throat> now, getting into the priorities of uh, the, the department. The department, in response with the MTSF 2019-2024, has planned now its own set of priorities, which are expressed in the MTSF outcomes. So if the department has planned its set priorities, it means also the committee has to set its own priorities. Now let's see how the department is structured its priorities. The department says outcome number one is improve school readiness of children. Number two, 10-year-olds being enrolled in publicly funded schools reading for meaning. And then the youth prepared for further studies and the world of work. We know the challenge that we have with youth a majority of our youth at a certain stage not completing school. And when they enter the world of work, they don't have the skills. So this outcome is critically important that even in our own portfolio committee strategies and, and priorities, we look into the issue of youth. The youth live in the school system being more prepared to contribute towards the prosperous and equitable South Africa. And the school physical infrastructure is inspiring learners to learn and teachers to teach. As we have gone through to some of the schools, we've seen the conditions. Who wants to learn in a condition which is not conducive? How will you be inspired to learn? So it means that the committee as well, in line with the priorities set by the DPE, must now come in and monitor, oversight, and do everything possible to ensure that come 2030, when we are tracking the achievement of the NDP goals, we can say South Africa will done them well. Um, another thing that I'd like to highlight, honorable members, is that apart from the third priorities now, the department has also focused on their annual performance plan of 2020 to 22 to 23, which was also presented to the portfolio committee. They've highlighted how they work on the ECT function shift. They've highlighted how they look at the foundation phase, the GEC in terms of the education certificate, and plans for the matric education program in terms of matric improvement. For the sake of the load shedding, I'll have to run quickly through this presentation. However, if members have time to go through it one by one, by all means, we'll refine this presentation. But first, let me quickly run through it like this, and I hope it's acceptable. Now, when the, port the portfolio committee is going to do the oversight with Parliament's strategic objective of strengthening oversight and accountability, the sixth parliament states in its third plan that committees need to do deeper scrutiny over the work of the executive. Now, when you do that monitoring, what do you do, that oversight? You look at whether department and entities have looked into the alignment of the NDP in their five-year strategy. You look at the budget, whether the three-year MTF program, but we ensure that the MTF also outlines and allocates accordingly in line. The annual performance plan, when you look at the annual performance plan, is included, is it aligned? And then when they present the annual report, the BRRR, we look into all those things. Their financial statements, is the expenditure what that is underspent or overspent? If so, what is the reason? Any things which the AG is flighting, and if there's any recommendations that the committee has said and was not done, then those are issues that are taken into account when we look at the financial statements. 
that, that, that then becomes an, an oversight role that the committee would have played effectively over the work of the um, department and entities. Sorry. On this one, honorable member on this slide, having cited the policy priorities, having cited what the department has planned in their state plan, having cited what the department is planning on the annual performance plan, it becomes critically important now also for the committee on the sector of basic education to craft its own priorities. Now, what are these priorities which will be relevant for the committee? Where's Bullet alludes to math science performance? We know this subject, medicine science, the country is underperforming for reasons that we know. However, it means that the committee must now look at the expansion to redressing this situation so that the medicine science addresses the economic demand. The 4.1 billion, which was allocated to funds the Basari scheme, addresses the critical shortage of educators. We need lots and lots of medicine science teachers which now must attract these educators at the initial training should ensure that they do that. The ECT migration, which is started on the 1st of April, what is our role there? We must do oversight as the portfolio committee. When I say we, I'm a staff board staff member, not a member of parliament, but the planning of the work is such that all of us with our boots, we go and support the implementation and do through that the support of the work of the um, executive is done in that way. Infrastructure grant finance committee or the finance portfolio committee that is of one. We've seen how the department was pledging why there was some under expenditure, but it means that still the portfolio committee must still do follow up to ensure that where there was under expenditure, these schools must be established, they must be built, and work must be done. How many is there? The MTF and indicated that 30 new schools must be done. And also on water and sanitation, there's about 50 and 450. These are all targets which were set, which ensures that as the portfolio community, these priorities must be executed. The support for focus schools and special needs education is part of our committee oversight work. The three-step model that the department had outlined, we have to do that in terms of our plan as well. The youth and skills being prepared for further studies, the challenge of learning, the digital spectrum of development is benefiting the schools as we have alluded to the fourth industrial revolution that each child in Africa must be able to be able to be competent technologically. The support for school governing bodies, oversight work that is being given because the school governing bodies have a role and responsibility over the governance of the schools. So when we do oversight, we also add, um, um, touch on that, how the department is working to ensure that they're implementing. Then tracking and monitoring for midterm, how far did the department every time that the portfolio committee makes a recommendation, those recommendations, we must be able to track back. Did the department do? What did they plan to do? Did the department follow up on the recommendations which were expressed by the portfolio committee? and how far. So in between, now and again, the tracking and monitoring becomes part of the evaluation, such that when we are in mid-term and at the end of the legacy of the sixth parliament administration, we can be able to provide a report, not a legacy report that is outlined that the priorities which were set 
they were achieved. And those which could not be achieved, these are the reasons. Then we'll be highlighting the gaps and the challenges in the way forward for the next uh, administration. <clears throat> for the sake of time, I won't go to the MMT slide. I'll go certainly to the uh, oversight and accountability. Out of these priorities, honorable members, we the, the, the committee will have then to look at the step plan, the annual performance plan, including the report of the department. Also consider the annual report and uh, that of the two entities, which is SAIS and Omalusi. For SAIS in particular, educators pay a lot of money for subscription and money when educators pay money for their subscriptions to an organization it says there's value for money there that must come back to them i believe the issue of educator professional development portfolio committee to look at the oversight when it comes to says we've seen sales reports in the past but we need to enhance further strengthen oversight on development of educators. On Umalusi, uh, the state of readiness. Yes, Chair? Can you switch off your video? Oh, sorry. I thought I switched it off. It is off. Video is It's still on. No, you can proceed then. I thought it's on because you, 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 you disconnect and come back, but it's fine. Just proceed. My, in, my, my internet is not stable. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I think I'll be on low shading very soon. Okay. Honorable members, we reflected on the the last financial year. In the sense that we looked into the reports, we look at the minutes, and we put them down to say, what did the company do for basic education in the last financial year? What did you say? What did you do with Malusi? Now, the information on the right, which says oversight priority, is work which was done by the committee. And I would like to say, from our side, I think that the, that the committee has worked very well in the sense that seven meetings were conducted on the straight plans. The number of meetings, last column indicates many meetings conducted, the straight plans, the APPs, the budget, and annual reports. The update on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has affected even the schooling system. The damage is caused by the July unrest when members went to KZN, look at what the problem was, the issues, and if there was any infrastructure damages. That, that was a report which was done as an oversight activity. And then the NXC exams and outcomes that the, and the portfolio committee looked into. So if I can run to the next slide, I would say, Overall, reflection of the committee activities of 2021 also alluded to the committee meetings conducted, the committee work oversight, and essentially, the number of committee meetings which were held in the last financial year were about 29. If it means that it were 29 in the last financial year, in 2022, how many would we plan for? Are we using the nine as a base or will we increase? The committee side. This now outlines exactly what did, when did these meetings happen, and what other entities were all these kind of meetings. That, that slide also outlines that, for example, a briefing on the examination outcomes, a meeting with the teacher unions, an engagement with the national SGB judges, a subject of 
What was this meetings? Chairperson, I think we are losing Portia. Portia, can you hear us? Yeah, we have lost her altogether. Okay. Um, okay. I was reading the chat now from... Um, okay, now it's fine, Zubeda and um, Honorable Fanebald. Um Llewellyn, can you can you fly to one report till we see if we find her back? For us to go through it and be able to adopt it. This is the committee report. Budget twelve sixteen. The portfolio committee on basic education considered the budget twelve sixteen, um, together with the APP of the department, and that is the the introduction, and that is the attendance on page one. And page two. Two is dealing with the strategic overview that was done by the department. Oh. Also, midterm strategic framework, strategic objective indicators targets in the 2022 2023 APP. Just proceed, um, it's quite a long report. Members did get this report um, on time.
was the budget. Yeah, can we the okay? Those are the these are the, the recommendations of the of the committee um to the Department of Basic Education about twelve recommendations and then these are the recommendations to say about five recommendations and this is the last ones are from Malusi. And uh, in conclusion, we are saying that having satisfied itself in its engagement with the Department of Basic Education and statutory bodies on the annual performance plan and the budget, the Committee on Basic Education recommends that budget vote 16, um, basic education be adopted and that the House approves um, the, the budget um, members, that is the report of the work that we have done uh, for this year's um, budget process. This is the report. Then any corrections, and I'm doing this taking note that members had an opportunity to to go through the the there, there is a hand of not other. No, thanks, Chair. Um, I appreciate uh, the presentation of the report and how it's tabled. But I just want to make uh, two requests, Chair. In fact, one request and, and, and uh, a statement. The first one is that there are specific questions that were not satisfactorily answered when it came to um, the APP um, and in specific areas around the budget. So I would like to submit those questions, Chair, through the committee secretary to the department and the various entities that we might have as oral questions that we, we have based on the tabling of this report um, and then reserve that right until those uh, questions are then responded to. Um, but I mean, it won't change anything from the committee's process of adopting this but we'd just like to reserve that right until we get responses on those specific questions. If I can make that request, thanks. Are you referring to the reports except the one that was sent? There were reports that were sent to specific to Honorable Notata Llewellyn, or am I mistaken? Uh, Chairperson, you're correct. There were some uh, uh, written replies which were forwarded from DBE uh, to myself uh, and which I also then shared with Honorable Nodada and, uh, and yourself, Chairperson. I think I may have sent it to members as well, but uh, I'm not sure if they may have covered all the questions of Honorable Nodada. I'm, I, I can't be sure. Thank you. Uh, 
Have you received those responses, Honorable Otada? Definitely have received those, those responses. Chen, thank you for those responses. And these questions that I referred to, uh, Chairperson, are outside of those responses that were given. So if I may be allowed to submit them, I will send them through, through you, Chair. And if you can maybe get uh, responses on those specific questions, and they relate specifically on these reports around the APP and the budget. No, it's fine then. I think um, on those that you feel were not adequately responded to, can you just um, send that to Llewellyn so that um, there can be a follow-up um, for them to the department? Um, then we will probably uh, will probably um, um, get there. There is a hand from Honorable Sukars. Um, yeah, Chair, I'm I'm sorry. I just um, had to be out of the meeting to take a call, but um, I just want two things. The one is that there are outstanding questions that I asked. Um, if I can consolidate that and also send those through for those questions that has not been responded to. No, that's fine. I think we'll just follow the same process like Honorable Notata. Yes, yes, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much. Members, then, can we adopt the report? Jefferson. Uh, yeah. From the Bundu area in right in the city of Bulogwan. I rise that to to move that this report be 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 adopted by this all important committee on basic education. Dange. Thank you, Principal. Any second? Chairperson. Hello, Chair. Yes. yes, I I second the adoption of the report. Thank you. Thank you very much to both of you. Honorable Nodara and Sukaris, can you just uh, remove your hand now? There is a, 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 a message from somebody who's Musala in the meeting they want. They She's saying she's deaf and um, they are not able to participate in the meeting because of there is no um, interpretation for them. I don't know what you call it. There is no, there's unavailability of SASL. Interpreters know how do we handle this? Uh, when there are blind people in the meeting. I mean, when there are, there are deaf people, sorry. Chairperson, uh, if, if I may, uh, through Ellen. Um, yes. yes, Chairperson, uh, sign language interpretations are available from Parliament, but we have to request them, uh, Chairperson, and normally uh, when we have uh, uh, participants joining our meetings who are deaf, Chairperson. Uh, this is the first time in a very long time. We, they normally engage me prior to the meeting so that I can make the necessary arrangements, Chairperson, unless mm. there's a resolution from this committee that for all meetings of this committee, we will 
we will request interpreters chairperson um uh, that is just uh, from my side but normally I, i've i would engage with with the with the participants who require uh, sign language uh, prior to the meeting for, for for us to make the necessary arrangements from outside chairperson uh, thank you I do apologize uh, for for this. Uh, we should have we should have uh, if if I had known, uh, I, I would have I would have done the necessary uh, to to ensure that we have uh, sign language interpreters in the meeting, Chairperson. Mm, yeah, you. Okay, I think we will just have to to put it in writing that we we apologize for that um, unfortunate circumstance. Um, okay, now we are moving to the third quarterly report, um, which I think we've done before we we went on Easter as well. We've done on the on the twenty ninth of, of March. Um, so this is the third quarterly report of the performance of the department and its strategic objectives um, for 2021-2022 financial year. Members, that's the um, that's the third quarterly reports and and recommendations. Any corrections? In the absence of corrections, can we adopt the third quarterly report? Jefferson. Principal. I'm on the platform. I mean, I'm, I'm on the podium. I rise to move that this third quarterly report be adopted. 
by this unimportant portfolio committee on basic education. Thank you very much. Any second? Chairperson, I rise to second the adoption of the report. Seronga, from the Bafundis fraternity. Um, is Suspoj uh, back? Chairperson, she's busy driving to a, a, a an area where she can pick up, but um, she asked her to call me as soon as she's able. Um, to reach that, I'm not sure how long we'll still be in this meeting. Chair, thanks. Okay, and now we are doing the minutes of the previous meeting, which was on the 29th of March, um, 2022. Um, the first page is the attendance. And the second page. And then we had an introduction day. Um, we meeting was chaired by myself, who was moved by Honorable Murat and seconded by Honorable at once. And then we had a briefing from the department. And then um, we considered and adopted the minutes of the 22nd of March. This meeting was on the, the third quarterly report that we just adopted. And then um, matters arising was the draft portfolio committee of the, 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 second, the second term program. And then we requested the secretariat to deal with it. And then um, we have ended the meeting at 12.24. Any corrections on the minutes? In the absence of that, can we adopt the minutes? But because it's delaying, let me rise to move that we adopt this minutes as a true record of what transpired on that day in question. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Murataita. Any second? Can we have someone to second the minutes, honorable members? Chairperson, I second. Thank you very much, honorable Suela. Um, I believe the DM is in the meeting. Welcome, DM. Okay. Maybe she's not in. I don't know. And I see Honorable Adwons is also in the in the meeting. Um, in the meantime, can I ask you to 
to slide for us the this the program of this quarter. Uh, yes, I'll do so right now, Chair. I see that Portia is is joining us again. Um, let me just go to that. Okay, all right. We must all come back to Parliament, people. We must come back to Cape Town. We can't operate like this. Supported. Supported. We must all fly back to Cape Town. Yes. Comorbidities yes. or no comorbidities. That's what, that's, that's what we are paid for. We must just come back. Agreed. Yeah. You see, the whip is saying the network is very terrible. Typical of staying in the Bundu areas of Northwest. Okay, let's quickly go through this and hopefully um, the support is able to connect successfully. Um, members, you remember we, we said the Secretariat must work on this second quarterly report and they sent it to yourself. We, we had a constituency period from the 4th to the 14th of April and we had an Easter weekend from the 15th to the, to the 18th of, of April, which was, which was yesterday. So today we are dealing with this meeting, which is the start plan of the, of the department and also processing all the, the reports that we just, we just did. And then um, from this meeting, from the 25th to the 29th, we've got a leave um, period. And then we will be coming back on the 3rd of May. When we come back on the 3rd of May, we are going to have um, an engagement on the petition by Honorable Sukers um, pertaining to the closure of Siekuhat Primary School um, in, the, in the Western Cape. Um, fortunately, she is the member of our committee and then she will take us through that on the, on the 3rd of May. And then on the 10th of May, we will be having a briefing or an engagement session with Kahisho Trust on their roles and on their roles, functions, and responsibilities. And we will also be briefed by the department on the progress and status of school infrastructure, which is a CD and, and safe program. And then on the 17th of May, we are going to have um a briefing by the department on the maths, science, and technology strategies and interventions, um, which is teacher training and development, teacher demands, uh, needs, and learner uptake improvement, improved sub subject performance. And then on the 24th of May, we are going to have a briefing on an updated status report on the implementation of portfolio committee recommendations on an oversight visit that we had uh, in Northwest and Free State provinces. And then on the 31st of May, we are going to have a briefing uh, on the status of our oversight, which we had in Western Cape and Northern Cape um, early this year. And then um, on the 7th of June, we are going to have a briefing on the updated status report on the early childhood development function shift 
um, the challenges and mitigations. And then on the on the 14th of June, we are going to have a briefing on the fourth quarterly report of the of the of the department. And then we are going to be on consequence period from the 20th of June to 15th of August. But in this quarter, we are also supposed to have um, an oversight in Pumalanga province, um, which we are going to discuss with the chief whip and the house chairperson um, to, to see which date will be suitable because there will be a budget process that is going to unfold as well, like we know, we are going to have many plenaries and normally they, they don't allow. So we are going to discuss that and we are going to bring it back to them, to the committee once we have we have agreed on the dates. And we anticipate to deal with the issue of Bella bills as well, which we will be directed um, by the fact of approval um, from the house chair with regards to the adverts, because that's where we are currently. We are at the at the at the point of of, of adverts. But also whilst I'm dealing with this, <clears throat> obviously I think we will be expected as the committee to also go to KZN again because of what transpired last week. We are also affected because of the schools um, that are affected in that province. So those are also the things that would have to be considered by us um, for this particular quarter. So members, that's how the that's how um, the program for this quarter looks like. Uh, of course, this is a guide. We know that uh, now and then, if there is a need, we 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 do change our our program depending on what on what uh, on what is there at that time. But then, any inputs, or can we adopt then the program as is? Uh, Chairperson, uh, this is Honorable Ngobo. I'm sorry I did not raise my hand. <coughs> yes, Ngobo. Yeah, Chairperson, uh, 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 we are satisfied. I am satisfied with the um, uh, program. Uh, but I, I, I honestly would um, impress on the Chairperson to uh, assist us uh, to chip in KwaZulu uh, Natal when we deal with the uh, oversight visits. Uh, because of what I can see just next to me, uh, it, 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 it really that does need uh, to be seen by the Portfolio Committee. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Babu Ngobo. Honorable Fanabout, iPhone O. Che, can Ma you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. Che, uh, thank you for the opportunity while I can be on the air. Um, I just would like you refer to the billable process as well. Can I just get clarity? When will the actual advertisements go 
in for to for the public to be able to start um, writing to to the department. I had a call, and I think it was um, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks, where the organisation said they have spoken to uh, Mr. Llewellyn. And they were scared that it seemed that they thought there was something advertised already and that they would lose out. So can we just for now get clarity exactly when will the advertisements go um, out so that the public can start with their official submissions? Um, uh, I'm not sure what those dates are. It's been quite a while since we spoke and been taken through the billable process. Thank you, Chair. No, thank you very much, Ma'am Fanda Valls. Um, Principal? Mudula, Kido, thank you very much. You see the program, it's uh, fully enriched. And then uh, I'm glad you have also referred to us considering to go to KZN. Ubaba uh, Mapolova is more than correct to say, of course, we need to get a brief from him as uh, our resident member of this portfolio committee. He will guide and guide accordingly. But uh, I plead that you persuade the administration to let us go and see for ourselves. We have lost lives. We have lost teachers. We have lost learners and our schools are damaged. There is no way in which it must be emphasized emphatically so that there is a need for this committee to fly to KZN. That's the first thing I think I must emphasize on. The second thing is, Chairperson, uh, it's true that uh, you see this is the program for the second quarter and which must be adopted by ourselves. But my fear is we will keep on adopting piecemeal uh, quarterly uh, programs. And uh, uh, if we are not raising it at the beginning, end up forgetting what uh, still remains outstanding. I'm talking here about our international participation. I'm saying we are going to adopt this, but in as much as we adopt it, let it be noted that where possible, the next programs coming must take on board the um, areas that we are still uh, to, 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 to undertake, given the disturbance that we, we, we had with regard to the COVID, especially on this one, international participation, our study tools. And uh, I say the next uh, quarters, must take that into consideration. Otherwise, I support Obama Polova in um, us adopting this uh, all-important program. Thank you. Okay. No, thank you very much. Um, we, I think like I have mentioned that it's, a, it's an agent matter, um, which one uh, also is thinking that there is a need for, from, from us to go to, to KZN. We will try to to try to to have it as soon as we can, um, an oversight that deals with the with the with the, with the floods. 
um, that um, happened last week in, in, in actually, it's, it's, it's in two provinces. It's KZN and Eastern Cape. Um, the port, the, the site, what? Portside Johns, the Portside Johns area um, that we would have to, to go to. So we will, we will work on it um, and swiftly we will keep on updating members how far we are and how soon can we go. But all of us, like we know, it, it can be an agent trip. So we must just be ready for it. And then the, the issue of the Bella Bill map and the world. Um, you remember the last meeting we had, we had asked our, our support staff um, to look into the issues of quotations um, for the papers because our interest then was that all papers, in fact, that was the agreement of the committee, that all papers would, would need to to be give, to be um, given an opportunity to make this advertisement because of we understand the interest of um, of the country in in this bill. So we are waiting for that approval. As soon as we get that approval, we are going first thing to come back to the committee so that we the committee knows that we are going to embark on a process of advertisements. And then we would agree as a committee what date then um, we are going to start with, with those processes. We are not going to advertise without committee members knowing that we are embarking on an advert process and it's going to start when and finish when, um, which is going to be our collective um, decision. So I'm, I'm, I'm hope, I hope that I, I have managed to try to, to respond to yourself, Honorable Van der Waals. Are you fine? Thank you for the explanation. It's just that, you know, we are swamped with people to know when must they send what way. And um, our response is that we are awaiting. But as soon as the advertisement goes out, then obviously the dates will be stated in the advert. So thank you for your response. I'll uh, convert the response you've given me. Thank you very much. Um, is this post back? Yes, Claire, I'm back. Can you proceed where you left? Thank you, Chef. Mr. Brown, you disabled me on the screen sharing. Uh, Portia, I've just made you a co-host. You, you, can, you can try now. Thank you. Okay. Um, once again, thank you, honorable members. Um, I think I was on this slide when the notating occurred. Was it, was it this one? Apusha, I think you should go, you, you should go from there, yeah? Okay, fine. Um, the previous slide had alluded to the purpose of the presentation, the priorities as set out from the regional, from the continental perspective, regional perspective and national ones have been cited. 
I also alluded to the MTSF priorities, as well as what the Department of Peace Education had planned in terms of their threat plan and priorities, including the sectors of ACE and Omalusi. Further to that, I alluded to the work which was done by the committee in the last financial year, which was the reflection of the committee meetings and the oversight work which was done. This slide in particular summarizes what the committee had done, therefore, in the, year, in the financial year 2021-22, whereby meeting also conducted with Umalus and says the joint meeting with the social development on ECT migration, the roundtable with the stakeholders, as well as joint planned ventures with the select committee on education, sports, and agriculture. With this um, slide, these are the lawmaking priorities for the portfolio of this education, which take you from the presentation which was done by the department when the department at the beginning of the year presented to the committee that the basic education amendment bill uh, is now coming into parliament and that the basic education portfolio committee would now need to process it within this particular financial year uh, moving forward. So that bill is in the house. That bill is being presented to the portfolio committee and just before I presented, I could hear the honorable members were discussing the adverts and all that. So it's a priority of the portfolio committee for this um, financial year. Also, honorable members, noting that the ECT function has occurred from the 1st of April, and that the Department of Social Development has given this responsibility to DPE, the portfolio committee will also need to follow up on the work of other legislations which were done on the aspect of early childhood as a function sheet. Also, the social development having dealt with the Children's Amendment Act, now that the children of ECD sector are within the DBE, the portfolio committee will have to look and introspect on the trail of legislation impacting on the Children's Act, maybe from the 2023 uh, financial year moving forward. Then we have the GEC as a policy which fits under lawmaking, the portfolio committee would have, would have to consider and make follow-ups with the Department of, of Peace Education during the oversight activities. On the bill itself, the Bella bill, the Bella bill, according to the Section 29 uh, Constitution, the Parliament is required to do or facilitate public involvement. Now, now that the bill is with the committee, there are two dates in particular where this bill was dealt with in the committee level. It was 8th of February and 15th of February. And an in-house agreement was registered, then the, the, the bill must be processed. Now, further to that, processing of advertising and making comments, it's, I think is where we are at right now. And after that, we will be resolving which are going to be um, scheduled. The last slide, honorable members, gives a suggestion on indication of where we can start as the portfolio committee. On the aspect of this bill, which takes into account the issue of the public participation, one of the parliament's strategic ob um, ob objectives is the issue of enhancing public involvement, which falls under public participation. This is a core objective in the sense that for the committee to align its activities its programs, its priorities. With this Bella Bill in particular, the portfolio committee will have to embark on a meaningful public participation processes so that the process can implement 
the public participation model. What do I mean by that? The public participation model has got four pillars. The first one is the pillar that says, inform the public. And how do we inform the public? We inform the public by disseminating information. The public needs to know what is going on. How is it going to happen? And then and formal educational programs must be structured. Uh, I think there's a public participation unit in parliament, which will have to liaise with, or the public education unit, which must do that. But at the end of the day, when the consultation level is happening at the pre-visits or pre-public hearing, the environment is also scanned. Are we doing this to the people who are affected by this bill? What are their issues on the ground? That's also work which must happen so that they are consulted before the public hearing itself. And then the pillar which says involve. During those public hearings, the, the public comes through, they sit in the public hearings, they present to the portfolio committee, and in a way, the public is given an opportunity to participate in the lawmaking. And the last pillar speaks to feedback. Most often, when public participation processes happen, we inform, we consult, we involve, but we hardly go back to the stakeholders and give them that out of this participation. This is what came through. This is what came forth. This particular portfolio committee has to do that. The public and the stakeholders have to receive the feedback. If I've made a submission, my submission must not just be a report. I want to hear how my submission has given input to the contribution of the issue which was being discussed. So we owe the public some feedback. Then this feedback mechanism and this feedback pillar allows therefore follow-up visits and monitoring and evaluation, which also takes to account the communication with the stakeholders which are relevant for this specific view. Um, the strategies for public involvement will include the following. Media alerts will have to be issued to the public. When there's a date and venue that has been identified and confirmed, the public will have to be informed where the content must be provided in a very simplified manner because we know that the bills are written in technical language. Not everybody has the capacity to understand the bills because lawmaking is very, very technical. Now, when it goes out to the public, the content must be simplified. People must be informed so that when they make input, they make input to something which they also understand. The days, the venue, etc., and also the invitations that go out for these public submissions must be such that those parties that are, have been identified or those who are bringing this on board needs to be uh, informed by this advert. The advert itself must be in all official languages, including the Braille. Some people cannot read and write. Some people have no capacity to see what is written. Therefore, we must always be mindful of the fact that when we do things, we don't leave the Braille format. Because some learners who are challenged or some people are challenged in terms of sight must be able to access it. The social media, the adverts and emails to organizations, as well as radio presentations and interviews by the leadership of this committee. Whether the chairperson, the chairship, or whoever is designated, the leadership of the committee needs to inform also the public as to where we are now. We invite the public to come through that strategy on its own shapes the people to understand that let's go 
to that public hearing. Let's participate. Let's make our voices heard. And lastly, the public hearings, we've tried to look at the slide that will draft a schedule. That schedule, honorable members, you may decide whether this is fine or you can flip it this way, but it just gives an indication to which provinces we've identified and which districts. But it's not cast in stone. We can and, and rework that one. In terms of cooperative governance, uh, this is also aligned with the policy priorities of saying there needs to be strengthening cooperative governance and strengthening the legislative capacity. Here, yeah, honorable members, what we mean is that when we go out and do our monitoring of the, exec of the executive, we do that sometimes in a concurrent function with the ONCOP, that is the Select Committee on, on Education, Sports, Arts and, Arts and Technology, as well as liaising with the provincial counterparts, which work on educational matters. And this happens in all nine provinces. When you do the state of readiness or school readiness, we will have to inform the provincial legislature that parliament is coming. Uh, let's sit down and talk about what is happening here. Uh, are the schools performing, functioning well? Are the schools functioning well, etc., etc.? And also the need to collaborate with other spheres of government on matters of common interest. In particular, if we can make an example, we have a gender-based violence issue, which is a war of our country. Therefore, it means the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education has to liaise with the Portfolio Committee on Children, with Youth and Women, because a framework is in place that ensures that the gender-based framework needs to be implemented. They can't implement alone uh, without coming to understand that a partnership is needed to monitor how the Department of Basic Education as well will make a contribution towards uh, the gender-based framework. That's just an example. Also, there are situations where there are events or sectoral programs where participants from as children are concerned, youth are concerned, women are concerned, need some input also from the public as well as from the members. It's very important that members now have a visibility those events. I would like to cite an a, a example where Honorable uh, Adorns was present at the last youth sectoral parliament. It was good because when learners speak, when the youth speak directly to members, it says it's a direct interaction with the members. So it's part of our program that we must also be care, uh, mindful of the fact that let's bring this into the, our committee um, uh, APP or straight plan. Also, um, I think I, I've spoken on the uh, um, liaison with the Committee on Women. The last one would be a liaison or collaboration with the Portfolio Committee on, on, on Communications. This would be in line with the 4IR mandate. As a country, we have a 4IR mandate, and therefore this collaboration with the Portfolio Committee on Communications would look into the ICT benefits for our learners, for our schools, for our communities. How best does this ICT strategy benefit them? And how then is the department, according to the 80% of their state plan, which reaches out to the schools, how would this also inform and support the schools better? So these are partnerships intergovernmentally and collaboratively, which the committee will have to work into. I, on the international participation, I heard Honorable Morasvetla speaking about the fact that there was a, um, a plan for this oversight in the study talk. Yes, honorable member, you're quite correct. However, what needs to happen now is that when we could not travel during the 2020 
um, financial year, it was due to a lockdown. So those travel plans were set aside. Now, what needs to happen as a priority this financial year is that the committee will need to consider this study tour and ensure that the draft plan, which was drafted then, is also revised and presented to the members of the portfolio committee for consideration. Also, if there are any bilateral or multilateral agreements that are still to be determined that impact in the education sector, the portfolio committee will have to look at that priority. And on this particular one, what we'd also like to suggest is short-term international exchange programs for our, our educators needs to be encouraged. Once you leave the shores as an educator and learn what other countries are doing, learning best practices, you come back being better informed as well. Also, you share best interests and best practices of South Africa in a way that is also bilateral. So we need, even if it's two weeks, exchange programs for educators, not only for the members, but it's something that the members should encourage to the Department of Based Education. Proposed study tours. This study tour would either be done with a joint select committee on education, sports, arts, and culture. It's just a suggestion. However, countries which are recommended, the first one was the USA. We can still decide, okay, it's USA, or we look at Finland, because Finland across the world is one of the countries which has the best education system. Or we can look in the East. We look at China, or we look at Russia. We know we are, in South Africa, we have a relationship with these countries. And let's look at how best they implement their education system. This is a study tour. We'll go and start and see and how best also within the country in terms of the priorities we can look and share and, and enhance our systems of education. In Africa, Rwanda is identified, Ghana is identified, Kenya is identified. Focus areas going there would be the education, ICT, which is information communication technology, uh, technical vocation and training, because these countries also they flourish in terms of providing expertise, particularly at the technology in, um, in vocational education. I've seen some of them, I can vet into that. So these are just suggestions, but if members feel that this is not the countries we want, members by all means can suggest that this is what we'd like to um, identify moving forward. Also, honorable members, we know that not every learner is academically inclined. So when we do these uh, study tours, we must also look at these countries' sports, arts, and culture programs so that we can promote the social cohesion in our schools. This slide, honorable members, <clears throat> succinctly and coherently makes suggestions on the strategic objectives, the indicators, the quarterly targets from quarter one to quarter four. In a revised strategic plan and APP, we will articulate each and every one of them. But for the benefit of time and limitation of time, we have succinctly um, squeezed them into one slide. Also aligning them with the strategic objectives of parliament. For example, number one, on oversight and accountability. What indicators will be there that says we have done oversight and accountability? Meetings will be held on sector planning, APPs, budget, quarterly report will be presented, and in a quarter, we'll look at maybe five because we have these entities, a quarter, quarter one, five, quarter two, um, one, quarter three, one, quarter four, um, one. And then 
in meetings with the entities, briefing by the department on the budget vote and BRRR or annual report. We also flagged in there some targets. And when I say other the department, other entities, it's other entities beyond says Anomalusi, for example, the QLTC, and um, there's one, the NECT, the NET. Those are other co and other um, stakeholders who'd like to come in to engage. We will, we will look into that. And then how many other oversight visits will be undertaken per quarter? We've outlined that per quarter one, 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 or the members can decide, okay, we'll need other provinces to be brought on board. And then the public uh, participation, we anticipate that in quarter one, we won't have public participations, but in quarter two, we look at maybe two provinces or one province, quarter three, two, quarter four, two. And then submissions, if there are any, they will also come forth with the, um, um, the advert that has come through, or as the honorable circus is coming forth with that petition in the organization, already we felt we'll slot that in. On the legislation, obviously, is the Bella Bill. So by the end of quarter four of 2022-23, the bill may be processed or it may go over the next financial year, but, we'll see, but at least in the plan, we'll flag that in there. Such other appointments we don't have so far. Um, then lastly, on cooperative governance, it's members' participation as well and partnering with other organizations. And then this slide, honorable members, is giving a draft idea because it's part of the planning that if we're anticipating, we are going to be processing this Bella bill, when do we start with the public hearings? I know that the advert is not yet out, but it does not stop us from planning. So that from planning, we know exactly where do we go, where do we start, which way, and where do we end. Now, the provinces which are here, we have started with Limpopo. And at Limpopo, we identified educational districts that we have not touched. We did go to Limpopo in 2020. We looked at Capricorn and we looked at another um, education district, Sikukune. So we've done those two, but at least for this one, you can look at Bembe, we can look at Giani, Capricorn, or Zanin, but the members can also give us some identity, some, some suggestions. These are merely suggestions. At KZN, we did go uh, in the last financial year, and again, I hear that now members say we need to go in terms of the crisis which is happening, but identified is Ugu, Ilembe, Kings Ajuayo, and Zululand. Again, honorable members, we identified these ones because the committee did not as yet um, pay oversight visits to these uh, particular educational districts. Houteng would be Swane North, Swane South, Houteng East, Houteng West, Western Cape. We can bring in Central and East together because they are not far apart. Overbeck, we have not done Overbeck. We have not done it in Nkaru as well as West Coast. The strategic importance of this is such that where we have gone before, is try and reach out, especially look at the rural and urban divide, that the people of African feel that the portfolio committee of the basic education was here and were going to attend and be there. Bumalanga, Halsibande, Nkangala, and the other two, I'll, I'll ask my colleagues to, to, to help me there. Northern Cape, it's Namakwa, Pixley, Aseme, John Daulo, Francis Bart in the January, we'll do two. Northwest, we look at February, March, Dr. Ruth Mampati, District, Bujanala, Dr. Kaze Kangurunda, and the last one, my colleagues will assist there. Eastern Cape, OR Tambo Inland, we haven't done that district. Mount Frey, we haven't done Mount Frey. Chris uh, Honey West and the Nelson Mandela um, Education District. 
these places are identified in terms of their, sometimes you find a, a province with nine education districts. When you look at the financial aspect of the constraints financially, can we do all nine? Maybe the members can advise, okay, don't do four, let's do nine. But if the finances allow, we can do nine. But for the sake of this presentation, we felt we'll confine it to at least four districts per province. And then with first state, we've identified Fesle Dabi, Utabela, Harib, and Motiewo. Now, in terms of access and participation, if one education district we do, 200, we invite 250 people apart from the walk-ins, it means that per province will have identified 1,000 participants. And at the end of these public hearings, we would have reached out to 9,000 people as a sample in South Africa. That 9,000 is not confined just to the invited participants, but we understand that there will also be walk-ins that will come through. Um, then the risk and constraints that we have identified for our work in the portfolio committee, we do identify that the COVID-19 had a disaster effect. Schools were locked down, negative impact on the economy, the unemployment and school closures. And with school closures, our programs were affected, and then the program of the committee was also affected. Also with the COVID-19, there were health and security risks in terms of our own resource staff as well, and comorbidities, and I think the portfolio committee has lost one member from KZN, if Mama, I forgot, honorable, I forgot her name, but she, 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 she succumbed to COVID in the previous year. Then with public hearing, we foresee that in terms of the regulations still, we may see filling of the venues to full capacity to be a challenge. Let me make an example. In the previous years, we'd call 500 people to a hall for public hearings. But now really, can we call 500 people to a hall? Probably not, because we must create some space and all that. So we need to be still compliant. So that, 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 that COVID also will somehow impact on the, on the public hearings themselves. And then the budget, we are mindful of the fact that there might be some cuts. There are budget cuts, not might be. There are budget cuts, and these budget cuts may give due pressure to the programs, particularly on the international participation. However, if it does not happen this year, maybe you can say it can happen next year. Then the cost implications on the project of the Bella Bill. Honorable members, apart from this draft set plan, we are also going to give you a full scope of the project plan of the Bella Bill so that you can see with a full scope what it's cost each and every member to leave Cape Town to each and every province. And then we can make a, an informed decision around the, um, the, 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 the costing as well as the vastness of provinces and costs related to air travel, accommodation, venue, and also the cost might be high, which puts a pressure on the budget. But those are things that we need to discuss and have it identified also as a risk and a constraint. Lastly, the migration shift of ECD function to DBE happens at a time when the committee is dealing with the process of the bill, which requires more effort and more work to ensure that there's effective oversight, particularly on the fact that we'll be revisiting the schools as well as preschools, ECD centers, home-based care centers, playgroups, etc. Now, while in the past we look only at schools, that is primary schools, secondary and technical schools and all that, 
we now have a new mandate, the ECDs, which brings on board another timing that at the time when they're coming through or dealing with the bill. So our work will not be the same, honorable members. We have to work very hard to ensure that what has been planned is executed and what the department has planned and what priorities were put in place, the tracking mechanism, the tracking monitoring, and the evaluation when you come to our legacy report, this particular committee has done the work and effectively the oversight was strengthened, the public was involved, there was engagement on the cooperative aspect and legislatively the, the bills and the legislation was, was processed. I end off there, it's not the end, it's just a start. When we come back to you, this will be more refined. And when we come back now, it will give the goals, it will give the objectives, it will even give the key performance indicators and the time frames. And who is responsible? I thank you, honorable members, for the opportunity. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Um, suppose uh, that is the that is the start plan. Um, it's something that we've never done since we we, we were members in 2019, and now um, we are seeing the start plan, the work that we 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 have done. It's a start plan for 2022, 2023 which of course have made the highlights of the work that, that needs to be done for this year and what we need to focus on, um, what are our priorities. As much as we have these programs that we continuously have, um, and um, these are the references. Uh, we are now going to allow members to Sorry to input, uh, to make an input in the document, um, or probably share some comments uh, on 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 how um, must we um, probably strengthen this document, um, or or what can be what can be done or how 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 does members feel uh, i see the hand of honorable boshoff and honorable sukers and honorable muratsetla um let me then allow honorable boshoff to to lead the questioning Thank you, Honourable Poshov. Thank you, Honourable Chair. I hope my sound is uh, at least audible. It seems to me it's not uh, very good at all. And I'll switch off my video just that you see it's really me speaking. Um, there are two uh, parts of this, uh, this threat plan that I want to respond to. The one regards the Bella Bowl and the other one the overseas. Uh, I would really concur with the suggestion that um, uh, Borsha made, uh, saying that due to budget cuts and so on, it should be um, rethought if we are really in a position now um, to, to do so. Uh, but I'm not a full member. I'm only an alternate 
member of this committee, so I'm not, uh, you know, if, if, if the airplane takes off, I'm, I'm not in it in any case. But the Bella Bowl is something a little bit uh, more urgent uh, to me to discuss. And we have this whole uh, schedule drawn up to go all over the country. And where it was also uh, mentioned that this will be quite a costly affair. And I wonder if it would, wouldn't be to put the card to do it in this way. Because I'm sure that if we in the committee go through the available clause by clause and we regard some of the input that we have already received, it will be it will transpire actually that this bill is outdated before it is even a law. Now, if we look at the schedule, it means that we are proceeding with uh, public participation until March next year. And then it must still go to the uh, provinces, to all the provincial legislatures, where there might also be uh, uh, a need or a feeling that it is necessary to uh, do uh, public participation. It's, it's not impossible that uh, legislatures might decide to do so, which might bring us to 2024. Uh, yes, before this uh, bill can be uh, accepted as law, and that would make it seven years after the, the bill has first been published. And in the meantime, the whole restructuring of the educational landscape, which was, uh, well, evident even for 10, 15, 20 years, but was really, uh, uh, you know, it really ripened during the, the lockdown. Um, which is not considered, it's not uh, taken into account in this bullet board. So except uh, for the other questions on which school governing bodies might have uh, inputs and uh, other institutions and individuals, we have this problem which could be arranged in some way. It could be said that this uh, bill only regards or only regulates schools other modalities of education must be regulated by another uh, act or another bill which which should be introduced um, and which can be more up to date but you know if we go through all of this and all this huge cost i need to realize that the bill is outdated even before it has been uh, put forward, uh, you know, even before it can be uh, voted upon uh, in the National Assembly, then it is all money wasted. So uh, I believe that is a function of having a, an, uh, an engagement on the uh, plan for the rest of the year for the strategic plan. And I submit this to the committee. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Zucker. Um, thank you, Chair. If Chair would just allow me, my um, unfortunately, my, my internet is not very good. Um, I struggled earlier as well, so I will keep my video off. Um, I think, uh, Chair, there's a few key focus areas that I just want uh, to mention here. Um, the one, the firstly, I should say thank you for a very spirited and passionate uh, uh, presentation by um, by our um, uh, support um, 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 Porsche. 
Um, thank you very much. It was a very good presentation. And Chair is right, it has not been done. Um, it's the first. Um, and one that I'm very thankful for, uh, because it is important that we strengthen oversight. Um, I think the, the, the one thing before I go to the key focus areas, we have to um, somehow, Chair, um, the, the format that we had when we did the, um, um, the roundtable um, uh, around infrastructure when we were in Pretoria, it was a very effective engagement. Uh, with the different departments. And in terms of how we do oversight, and this is across several committees that I've seen this, um, we really suffer death by PowerPoint uh, with the departments. And one of the ways to strengthen oversight is really for us to insist um, that the manner in which, um, you know, departments report to us as committees, and specifically now education as well, would not just be, um, you know, um, this, uh, I don't know how many hundreds, uh, hundreds of slides and, you know, in a manner that really makes it difficult for the engagement. We need to ask that it be done in a way that it is um, effective and that would allow for enough time for members to engage around those things. That is just in terms of the oversight. But in terms of the key focus areas that are important for us as a committee is the the issues um, of research um, and whether the department is resourced adequately. We see now the billions in terms of budget that is being given here um, to the department. It is a strategic weakness that the department relies on outside researchers uh, because it means that those researchers will only research what is of interest to them. Um, so, you know, the areas that we need um, um, research in and that shouldn't be just reliant on NPOs uh, providing us with that, is the issues of school dropout. We see um, across, prov across provinces and in our constituencies how high the school dropout is. So all that, especially in light of the national development um, 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 priorities that has been set out here by, by this presentation, it will never be realized. Um, if you don't have proper research. And then the, the around ECD, alternative education. And yeah, I, I disagree with um, Honorable Bosov in terms of um, the need for us to do a study, to do study tours. How are we going to um, look at the education system, specific, specifically as public representatives, around the issue of home education, micro schools, and virtual those three areas that are very imperative areas um, for, for um, to, to um, strengthen the education system. Then the fourth thing is the rural education is a major concern. Sorry, Jay, can I continue? Good. Hi, Jay, can I continue? You can proceed, Masukaris. I don't know whose mic is on, but you can proceed now. It's quiet. Yes. Then, then the, the other issue is around rural education and the closure, closure of rural schools, um, whether it be in the best interest of, of um, rural children. Um, I want to ask that we that that form part of, I, I'm very interested in this whole thing around the national development um, um, plan 
and the issue of home language and the issue of um, you know how all of this fits in when we close schools on the one end we speak rural development on the other end it is as if we are the the policy implementation is running contrary to um, the priorities in the different plans of government and it's it's very interesting and as a part of our oversight we should um, address the the incongruence that is in this um, then uh, the impact of comprehensive sexuality education and best practices in preventing learner pregnancies and the issue of bullying and gender violence. Those are key focus areas, Chair, that um, needs the committee to engage with the department um, in terms of its research and the way in which it um, engages around those key priorities. These areas that I've just mentioned, these seven areas, it does not appear in the 2019 and the 2023 research plan of the, uh, the Department of Basic Education, and it is urgent. So the billions that are being allocated, but they are not enough being allocated to these research areas. And then um, the issue around also the National Development Plan, when it speaks about um, you know, the economy and the development of, of skills specifically. The issue of the that was with this in, within this committee around the National uh, Senior Certificate for Adults. The funding is provided to Amalusi, but the progress is not being made on the NASCA. And there's a disconnect between funding through uh, the Portfolio Committee Basic Education that lack, uh, sorry, a lack of oversight from um, us as it falls within the Department of um, um, higher education and training. So it falls in, in between the cracks between us and, and the higher education. And so it has been delayed now for the last, uh, since 2014. Uh, so I don't know how oversight is going to be achieved, especially where this is concerned. And this is a high priority, Chair, as you know, because we're sitting with a lot of people between 18 to 35 that are in no pro uh, no um, program whatsoever, whether it be training or skills development. Then um, another key focus area is the issue of consideration for independent education sector. Um, and how are we going to make it achievable so that the sustainable goals um, are, are met and that, you know, the, the in it is a major economic driver as well. The president spoke of how do we um, how does departments going to, um, you know, um, play their part in growing the economy? Now, the independent um, um, education sector is not a priority, it seems, if you look at all the issues that especially I have raised around, um, you know, how much it costs for independent schools. So that is a key focus area as well that we as a, a, a committee needs to engage the department with. And again, I want to emphasize, Chair, this forms part of what the president um, of the country has spoken of. So it is not, it doesn't fall outside of the priority of the cur current government. There is no um, trends that we are being given on another um, key focus area, which is home education. We receive no reports on trends. We receive no numbers, no um, um, status update on the delays in the registration. And this should have been included in the quarterly reports. And then lastly, Chair, the issue of uh, um, policies, what policies are planned, which are being worked on, what are the planned deadlines. For example, the school admission policy 
we um, were asked, a comment was invited in February of 2021. We don't know what the progress is. The rural education policy comment was requested in 2017, but we can't find a finalized policy. And what policy is being planned on virtual schooling? So we need regular reports on these and the public is asking, uh, asking us questions around the chair. So these are just the key focus areas in line with the, with the um, presentation that I want to highlight. Thank you, Chair. Principal? <laughs> Let me join the queue, Chairperson, in welcoming and appreciating this well-oiled report and presentation as presented by Mama Poshia. Of course, the presentation itself, like you have already alluded to, that uh, we are um, uh, doing this for the very first time. And uh, how, I, how I wish that uh, it should not be uh, the be all and end all, but let it be a start. Because given the manner in which she has presented this, um, a report, uh, everyone listening will agree with me that uh, the presentation itself uh, is pregnant with information, thought-provoking, and full of insight. And we want to appreciate this. Let uh, the ball keep on rolling, especially in this direction. I've got three points to raise. Mudulas Yamatomo, it will be the point on the Bella Bill. Can I indicate that uh, um, nothing is lost as we speak? Uh, I hear the fear registered that uh, um, we are likely to um, have the bill exhausted before it can even kickstart. But uh, I hold a different view, Chairperson, because to me, education is dynamic by, change, by nature. It will keep on changing as long as we live. That which was acceptable as the ground motive for the previous years, or in the previous era, especially during apartheid, is something of yesterday, today as we speak. Uh, however, I want, you see, I want us to succeed on this Bella Bill, as we will be venturing into the public hearings. I said in the past that ours, given the enriched, the enriched uh, constitution of the world class that is before us is a participatory democracy. 
There is no way that we can just wake up like a dictator and say to the public that this is the way to go. And my wish and prayer, Chairperson, is that where possible, the sooner the advert is released, the better. So that indeed we can kick the ball rolling on this very important piece that we'll see an amended legislature with regard to the, um, our education system and the offering of education for our children. The four cardinal points going down, talking about the Bella Bill, which was indicated by Mama Poshia of informing, uh, consulting, involving, and uh, getting a feedback. It's very important, but of importance, I would say the first two, where we will have to inform the public that we are on the way. And secondly, consultation with the major stakeholders. You see, Chairperson, what is very, and is going to decide our rise or fall on this, is how we will be able to get the people to get to the centers so that they are going to be full participant, participants with full knowledge and understanding. At the end of all these public hearings, we will rise up with our heads up that indeed we have consulted and the public has informed the bill before it could even be adopted into law. We want to indicate that the baby, the rise and fall of this thing, it's uh, the bill, it's in the hands of this portfolio committee. It is therefore going to be very important that, corporate, I mean, uh, 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 honorable chair, whatever move we are going to do, of course, Mama Posha indicated that the advert is not going to distract us from preparing. In the process, and when we go all out to prepare, let us rise up and of key importance, see how best we can be able to identify the major stakeholders on education so that when we go out to involve them, we know we are talking to the right people. This is more about politics, but it is more about the dynamism of education and the way to go. Let me get out, step off from the Bella Bill and the public hearings and get to the second one, the international participation. It is true, the report as presented indicates that we have planned for this study tools. And um, we are already in the second, I mean, if not the third year of our term. We have not yet undertaken even a simple and single one. Um, we understand the barriers that impeded us, but I believe we must rise above those challenges now with the lifting of the National Disaster Act as pronounced by the president. I think we have got a responsibility on this one to take 
a formal resolve that it must be prioritized. We are itching. We don't want to just to go for a tour, but we want to go out for a study tour. And I want to indicate that in as much as we go there, let us identify those countries which to a large extent are aligned to us as a republic on the SA country. We don't want to come back here and just make a complete overhaul as if we never knew what we have been doing all along. We need something which will be able to augment on the ground and the foundation already established so that we build on it and make our education system a better and a very viable will of enlightening our children. And the last one is uh, now in this study group. I want to sponsor, and I know Obama Polova is going to support me. Now this one comes as a formal proposal for us to go to KZN. So that you see, when you report, you must report with the emphasis that we shall have put. KZN has been hit by the catastrophic national disaster. And it must shake us all. And in as much as it has shaken the whole globe, even the United Nations commented about it. As we speak, the truth is a number of our people have been swept away. A number of infrastructure destroyed. Roads, schools, buildings, houses, teachers, and school kids, some of whom are still missing. We can't fold our arms. With interest in education, I'm challenging this portfolio committee that we adopt this formal proposal that we want to get to KZN for ourselves as a portfolio committee. I thank you. Thank you, Guri Gialebo. The, the hand of Honorable Sukers, it should be a legacy hand. Um, no, it, it, it is not, it's a new hand. Is it new? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's allow you then to speak. Uh, I just wanted to um, add, uh, Chair, because I, I, I said in terms of the study tour, I, um, I want to also, um, as I've said before, um, say that it is needed. We need to see the elements, especially of curriculum recovery, um, as it has done in similar countries um, like ours. But the point that I do agree with Honorable Bosov on, uh, which is the point that I highlighted in terms of research, is that it is highly likely uh, 
that sections in the ballot bill are out of date or haven't even been considered. And I think I labored the point in terms of the research and the elements of that, uh, that is the capacity of that that is lacking. And so the bill in terms of that, those parts um, uh, needs uh, a relook at. So virtual schooling needs to be addressed urgently. New modalities like home education and micro schools require research. And we know the DBE lacks research. So as a committee, we should address this first. And I agree with Honorable Bosso um, in terms of that, those um, things as it applies to the ballable, that there are sections that are out of date. So we should consider if these aspects are not better dealt with in a separate bill. And we did this with the um, Children's Amendment Bill in social development and pursued a second uh, Children's Amendment Bill in order to facilitate the processing of the main sections of the bill. So I just want to make that clear, Chair. I agree with Honorable Bosov. There are parts of the Bella Bill that is outdated. It is outdated, the bill itself. And so that, you know, we need to um, consider... Um, the committee should address this first before we can even start with it. And it would be a waste um, if we start the process, if it is um, not fully um, uh, fully researched uh, aspects of it, that is. Thank you, Chair. Well, thank you very much, um, members, for, for your participation in, the, in this threat plan. Um, which um, which at least uh, has has reminded us of our work as the as the lawmakers and as the as the members of parliament, particularly that are responsible for the for the basic education um, issues of this country. I'm not sure if you you want to respond to, to some of the issues. Uh, yes, Chair, I can do so quite briefly. Uh, honorable members, thank you very much uh, once again for the opportunity to present and the opportunity you provided to listen and the inputs in the direction that you have provided that will enable us to move things forward. Also to thank the staff members and colleagues who have made some inputs and direction in, the, in terms of the, the drafting, both from parliament, as well as liaison with DPA, et cetera. One comment which I'd like to make is on the issue of the Bella Bill uh, being outdated and all that. I want to make an example of the Foreign Service Bill, which became a bill in 2015. I'm making an example. The Foreign Service Bill went through as far as um, 2019 when it was rejected and the, at the NCOP when the, the parliament was looking for concurrence. Remember 2019, we had a new administration coming in. But look at what happened. When it was rejected, it was brought back to the NA. The bill became revised, right? It's coming from the fifth administration, but in the sixth administration, it was revised. And as we speak right now, in 2020, that bill was passed in the National Assembly and was assented by the president, which means if there are issues that need to be revised with the Bella bill, the committee must consider that and look into it. 
if the time frame of the portfolio expires, there's a legacy report where the portfolio committee will report on the legacy report. This is how far we started. This is how far we end. Therefore, as a legacy report, the next administration must look at A, B, C, and D. Remember, education is developmental. It starts, it moves, it goes. Let the ball roll. Where we are stopping or revising, let the new administration in 2024, 2025, moving forward, take the ball and move on. It can happen, it can work, but I don't think it can stop. That's my first comment there. Also, we have the white paper that comes back as far as 2002 or 2001 on inclusive education. This one still remains as a white paper. And we have the sixth administration. When is this white paper going to move forward? Question mark, I leave it there. I note the disagreement that members have made and respectfully some of the comments which were made on the on the focus areas. I love that very much because now when we go back, we're going to look at the input. We look into rural education. We look at the home language, mother tongue, sexuality education, gender, NASCA, and other policies of admission. That's, this is what we wanted with this session. So it has helped a lot big time. I love the participatory approach. The participatory democracy because our democracy should be such that each and every person in South Africa is able to participate, especially in lawmaking. That that bill, that law, I made input to it, and then it strengthens even the youth participation. One of the reasons we put in the ID number on that form that will go on the Google form, we would like to see from the population of South Africa how many youth have participated. Because sometimes you don't even know. But that information says in the segment and the sector and what the data is putting, it shows on board to say who is participating and if there are gaps, who do we still need to approach and reach? And then lastly, each of the, I acknowledge what has transpired as a disaster in KZN, but I think that one is for the committee to also to, to, to identify as well as the international participation, which countries as per the agreement from the body portfolio community side. I thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you, colleagues, and everyone who's made an input. We are going to refine it and we bring it back looking much more um, uh, yeah, strengthened. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Suspos, um, and thank you very much to the members um, once again. Um, I think we 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 at least have an an, an understanding uh, now of what the strategy is, what does it look like for parliamentarians, and um, how for this financial year then um, we would plan and what is expected of us um, as this as this committee. Um, there is a serious uh, oh. There is a serious uh, outcry of the study tool. Uh, it's a process that we have started then when we started in 2019, but then we had to leave it. Um, we had to leave it uh, um, because of the COVID. Maybe it's something that we need to revive and see if it's if it can if we can pull through with it. Um, as the as the as the as the committee, but we think with the issues of Bella Bill, like I have responded to Honourable Van der Waals, 
I don't think it's a matter that will be left for some members and other members not to know how to move forward. Um, the concern of the fact that um, the bill is, is outdated, we must all remember that this bill has been with the department for the past five years. We only got this bill now in February. And um, we are trying by all means to make sure that everybody will be able to participate in the bill because we have observed the interest um, that our people have um, on it. Um, but we, we can't rush it because of we are worried of um, the issues of being outdated um, or what. My point here is that um, it has been with the department for the past five years. And by the way, it's not even our bill as parliament. Um, this is DPE's um, bill, um, which we need to do a, a, a public hearings on it. So step by step, there is no way that we are going to leave members of the, of the committee um, um, uh, not informed of what, what step uh, where we are. As the as 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 we will have to work um, together. Now, with other issues that members have raised that would need um, to strengthen the document, I think that um, you have taken note of them, Scotch, and you will be able to then um, do that, um, strengthen um, this document. With that as it may, then I think we have come to an end of um of this meeting um today um i'm sure mr brown we are done with minutes right uh yes chairperson uh, we, we we've we've done the minutes and the two reports thank you okay yeah so um let me then um thank everybody for being part of this meeting um, we are now going to meet on the 3rd of May. Uh, like we know all of us that next week is um, a leave week. Um, and also we are going to ask then our support staff to also try to see when soon uh, can we go to KZN and they must identify the areas and the schools that are affected that we must, we must um, go to, it is KZN and Eastern Cape. So please note that it's not only KZN, it's KZN and parts of, I'm not sure if there are schools damaged in the Eastern Cape part because of floods, but that is the research you need to do for us and assist us um, in getting that information and then see how soon we can go to to those two provinces to make an assessment of the of the floods damages um, um as the as the as the committee so with that as this may i think we are then at the end of our we are at the end of our meeting um we are going to meet then on the on the third of may thank you very much the meeting is adjourned
Thank you, Chair. Uh, Lebuka, Mudula, thank you very much. It was short and brief before load shedding this side. Recording stopped. Porsche, are you still in the meeting? Porsche? Yes, Mr. Don, I'm still here. All right, listen. Um, yeah, but thanks. It uh, went really well. Thank you. The, thanks, it went for really well. thanks for input. Thanks. Um, what I'm going <laughs> to do is, uh, like you know me, I'm now starting to to worry about how do we get to to KZN and what's it, Port St John's in PE uh, Escape. Okay. But we can we'll chat about that. I'll call you later. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank bye. Bye bye. In